Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, November 2nd. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And it includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Sebastian Diaz. And I'm Taylor Massetta. Here's What's What in the Big Apple. The numbers are being crunched for this year's midterm elections. Recent polls reveal a tight gubernatorial race between incumbent Kathy Hochul and Congressman Lee Zeldin. While one survey from Emerson College shows Hochul with an eight-point lead over Zeldin, another places the current governor behind by nearly 1%. Early voting began on Monday, and absentee ballots are being accepted through November 15th. Election day itself is next Tuesday, November 8th. Make sure to get out and vote before it's too late. Doctors at the Montefiore Medical Center are taking a stand for better working conditions. A unionization effort is underway at the Bronx-based hospital, and it's been a year in the making. 1,200 doctors in training make up this effort. They announced plans Tuesday to join a nationwide healthcare union, demanding increased pay, more staffing, and improved equipment. The union is calling on hospital management to recognize it immediately. This morning, Governor Hochul announced a five-year plan to strengthen support for New Yorkers with developmental disabilities. This strategic plan will improve technology, promote innovation, and maximize the services to support people with disabilities. Governor Hochul says that the plan will make New York a more inclusive, accessible state for all. New York-focused music documentary Meet Me in the Bathroom will premiere tomorrow night at the IFC Center in Manhattan. The film is about the rise of rock and roll in early 2000s New York City. The documentary features histories and music from several notable New York City legends like The Strokes, LCD Sound System, and more. The film will open in theaters to the public over the weekend. U2's lead singer Bono is going on tour, but it's not for music. He's heading off on a book tour today throughout the United States. It celebrates the release of his new memoir, Surrender, 40 Songs, One Story. It explores how he's overcome challenges with the help of his friends and family. Bono kicks off the tour tonight in New York City at the Beacon Theater. And now we'll head over to the world of sports with WFUV's Will Talent. Thank you, Taylor. It's been quite the week thus far in American sports as the NBA enters its third week of action. The NFL trade deadline has come and gone, entering the halfway point of the season, and the Phillies have taken a two-games-to-one lead over the Astros in the World Series. Only one local game in the NBA as the Knicks square off against Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks at 7.30 in Madison Square Garden. New York currently sits at a record of 3-3. Three and three. On the other side of town, the Brooklyn Nets have decided to shake things up after a slow 2-6 and six start. Head coach Steve Nash was relieved of his duties yesterday, and the Nets have been quick to replace him as they intend to ink formerly suspended Boston Celtics head coach Ime Adoka. Brooklyn general manager Sean Marks said the team has not officially given Adoka the deal, but an announcement could come anywhere within the next 24 to 48 hours. I heard there's a lot of trades happening in the NFL. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely, Sebastian. Lots of big moves ahead of yesterday's NFL trade deadline as the Miami Dolphins seem to be all in on a Super Bowl push as they acquired some more running back depth, striking a deal with San Francisco for back Jeff Wilson. Miami wasn't done there as they also acquired big-time pass rusher Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos. No deal done for either the Jets nor the Giants after both teams' four-game winning streaks came to an end on Sunday. The Jets, now 5-3, host the AFC East-leading Buffalo Bills in the first matchup between these two teams of the season. 
The Giants dropped to the Seahawks on Sunday 27-13 as they head into their bye week. Big Blue will return to the gridiron in Week 10 to face the Houston Texans at MetLife Stadium. Also, is there any update on the World Series? The Fall Classic has the underdog Philadelphia Phillies with a two-games-to-one advantage over the defending American League champion Houston Astros. It was all Philly in Game 3 as the Phils tagged Astros starter Lance McCullers Jr. for seven earned runs in four and a third innings pitched en route to their 7-0 victory. The World Series returns tonight with Christian Javier getting the nod for Houston on the mound, looking to even the series at two games apiece. As for the Phillies, they'll turn to Game 1 starter Aaron Nola as they look to inch one step closer to the title. Philly is aiming for their first World Series championship since 2008. With WFUV Sports, I'm Will Talent. Thanks, Will. New York City has become home to over 17,000 asylum seekers over the past six months. Now, shelters are struggling to provide food for them. The team at Mexican chain restaurant Tacombi have always had a mission to fight food insecurity in Hispanic and Latinx communities. WFUV's Maya Sargent talked to their charitable arm, the Tacombi Foundation, about their work helping asylum seekers. That's the sound of tortillas on the flat top in the Midtown Tacombi kitchen. Danielle Guzman, the managing partner for the Tacombi restaurant, tells me what's being prepared. We do taco plato, so it's essentially a plate, which comes with tortillas, rice, beans, chicken and veggies, but it's a little more substantial than just a cup of tacos. But this food isn't being prepared for customers. Every Tuesday, the restaurant uses its kitchen to cook up food for Tacombi's philanthropic arm, the Tacombi Foundation. One of the foundation's programs is called the Tacombi Community Kitchen. This initiative delivers over 6,000 meals a week to fight food insecurity in Latinx communities. Susana Camarena, Senior Director of Impact and Culture, told me right now, many of those meals are going to asylum seekers. They know that they will feel their bellies, but also a little bit of their souls as well. Sometimes these meals are delivered warm directly to shelters, or they are stored in community fridges. We deliver around 400 meals every week to that center. So people can just come, grab and go without questions asked. These meals are also distributed to over 20 community-based organizations, like New Immigrant Community Empowerment, known as NICE, in Jackson Heights, Queens. Deputy Director of NICE, Diana Moreno, says whilst the influx of asylum seekers has strained their supply, they already practiced for this during the pandemic. We really learned what it means to be community responsive, to offer aid in a culturally sensitive manner. So we learned these skills through the pandemic and unfortunately we have had to use them again through the recent crisis. And it takes a huge community effort to distribute these meals. From the workers at Tacombi to coordinators at NICE and volunteers. Diana highlighted the important role these volunteers play. Who every week they do the service, they give up their time to ensure everyone gets fed. Sometimes they themselves are food insecure. Diana says NICE are grateful that organizations like Tacombi are so willing to get involved with the work that they do. We appreciate even the simple gestures of receiving packets of food with messages on them from the workers who made them. We value the labor of the workers who make the food we distribute because we know how hard that job is. Since their opening, the Tacombi Foundation has distributed nearly 300,000 meals to date. 
to organizations just like NICE. Susanna, Senior Director of Impact and Culture, says the foundation hopes to move beyond just providing meals as she shares their end goal. We're also trying to get connected with the organizations that are helping them, like lawyers and social services. So when they get their work permit, we can offer job opportunities. With this development in mind, the Tacombi Foundation says they hope to provide their recipients with not only food, but a future career path as well. With WFUV News, I'm Maya Sargent. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking about the Tacombi Foundation's efforts to combat food insecurity. And that's our show for today. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Sebastian Diaz. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.